Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Change Over Tennis Podcast. I'm Ben, and together with Evan, we're here today to go over a couple of very exciting topics with you. We're going to take a look at the triple ATP 250s took place over the last week. We are going to also dole out another round of the moldy take of the week accordingly. And we are going to go through our bracket picks in the latest bracket challenge for the 2021 Rotterdam Tournament. So, Evan, great to be with you. How's it going? Everything is great. Hello, everyone. Hello, Ben. It's great to be back here for our fourth episode. Very excited for this one. We're going to be looking at some 250s here. So let's just jump right into it with the Montpellier Tournament. Mont... Ugh. Montpellier tournament and run through that one. Yes, multiplier, beautiful <laughs> south of France, multiplication, Montpellier. Uh, my uh, gross American accent is really coming through. You know what? I just got to own it. <laughs> Montpellier. <laughs> and in Montpellier. So basically that match um, or the tournament just wrapped up right before we started. And David Goffin is back on. Yeah, he's back on it. So he won. He did end up beating Bautista Agu in that one. And I was pretty surprised to see that. I, I mean, I think, let's see, I had Humbert winning that one. Didn't pan out at all. He did make it a couple rounds in. Not bad. But yeah, this match was really interesting. I think last week we said that Medvedev and Djokovic was like battle of the backboards. But this match actually is probably a more accurate representation of battle of the backboards because Goffin and Bautista Gu play very similar games and it was a it was a good three setter it's good to see him back in action um yeah what did you think about the outcomes of this one did anything surprise you in the draw nothing terrible I wouldn't say anything surprised me um we've got one and two in the final here with RBA and Goffin so we had our projected final uh unfortunately my pick of Sinner <laughs> who I also said was the favorite in the tournament lost <laughs> in the first round. He, uh, <laughs> we might circle back to that around the moldy take segment, but um, it it looks like maybe he was dealing with a little bit of uh, a back issue towards the end of that, but I, I still, all credit to Bedin, I think he won that match. I agree with you on your assessment of the final. I do think these guys are, are known for more of their pusher type game. Uh, so it was an interesting interesting one to see between the two of them. Good on Goffin for coming back from a set down here against a very, very good player. I I didn't give him enough credit. I do like Goffin. I like his I like his game a lot, so I like to see him do well, but I for sure would have thought Batista Agu takes this one. So it's good to see Goffin winning again. Bad to see my pick going out in the first round, continuing my Australian Open woes. But <laughs> I will give you credit for the Umber pick because he did make it to the quarter. So he had a he had a nice little run, even though he didn't quite reach the uh, the trophy here. Yeah, I lost to, I think, Bautista Agu. So, of course, I ended up being a yeah. finalist. Yeah. But um, you know what? I'll take it. I guess that would have been pretty remarkable if he pulled that off anyways at this point against the other guys in the draw so yeah good to see that one wrapped up uh we also have the tournament in argentina in cordoba going on um that one we we don't know the outcome yet so that final will take place later on so after we finish the podcast but we've got ramos vignolas and a local serendulo Serendolo, I think it is. Um, he's 19 years old, and he's knocked off a few guys on the way. I did catch one of the matches the other day, and seems to be a pretty interesting player. He's a lefty, looks very well suited to clay courts in general. I saw him take out um, Montero, I think it was, 
but he did it he did it with like a death by moonball approach i i haven't watched a pro match with that many moonballs in a while i mean he would be running at the back of the court pretty much to the wall and he would just hit either straight up lobs or topspin lobs and he was really good at placing them like right on the baseline and i mean normally very i don't know top level or even most players will just take those out of the air and kind of finish it there but for whatever reason montero was also really far back in the court on most of those so the moon ball was playing out well for him which is pretty interesting but um i think he he does have a good all-around game so it'll be interesting to see how that one shows up we don't have schwartzman or benoit pair i don't know did it, i we, i think we picked schwartzman on this one right that's who we, we said. both did pretty confidently yeah, the home guy. Well, he's not there. Neither is Benoit Pair, but I think he did get a couple wins at least, so that's good. And I think Pair is in the doubles final, so good on him. Yeah, it's interesting to me to see this Serendulo, as you had mentioned, a 19-year-old coming up here, uh, making it to the final in the 250. Uh, to see how he'll do. Again, I didn't really get to watch any of this tournament, but I always root for an underdog, so I'll be pulling for him. We almost saw an entire Argentinian semifinal in this one, and none of those names were Diego Schwartzman, so <laughs> that's pretty interesting. And unfortunately, we both picked him pretty comfortably to come through this one and win the tournament, being as he's, you know, he's in a different tier than the rest of these guys, and he also has a very, very solid clay court game. So uh, Ramos Vanillas is in good form taking him out in the quarterfinals here. I think he's obviously the favorite to win this tournament, but uh, I'll be pulling for Serendulo to kind of take down Goliath in this one. And with that, we'll go ahead and move on to Singapore, where we saw Bublik and Poprin in the final. Uh, Good good result from Bublik to make it this far. He's got quite an interesting game. I think a lot of people compare him to Kyrgios in his antics on the court, but good win over the people's champion, Radu Albot from Albo. (laughs) Not sure how to to say his name. Radu Albot. Radu Albot. It's like some type of pasta. Radu Albot with with pesto. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's see. And then... uh, Poprin over Chilich, really, really good win for him. Uh, yeah, that one was huge. Winning in, in, in two tiebreakers there. So I think Chilich was looking as maybe one of the more favorites to win this. So him winning in the semifinal was a good result from him. Uh, what did you think about this tournament? Yeah, I thought so too, uh, especially with the Chilich scenario. This draw ended up being a little bit strange because a lot of the players dropped out not a ton of them but like oj aliasim for example dropped out and a Mm -hmm. few other of the top seeds didn't end up playing so that did open it up quite a bit yeah and i thought chilich was gonna have a good shot at it he was in pretty good form um had some good wins there i also thought nishioka looked a little bit more familiar or closer to his normal form i'd say but yeah this is a really great great win for Alexei Poprin. It was also, a, yeah, it was an interesting match against Bublik. I caught most of that one, and um, Bublik played strong in the first set, but Poprin really wasn't rattled by it. I mean, he he actually showed a lot of really good composure and played pretty much lights out in the second set. Bublik, uh, albeit was, I don't know, maybe a little bit slow there, or he kind of gave the last two games away once it got out, out of hand at 4-0. So, I don't know, you know, how much of that was really competitive, but there was some crazy statistic that Popperin, I don't think he lost a single point on his service games in the second set. And in the third set, he lost like less than five points on his serve or something. So he was serving lights out and his return game was also really good. 
Bublik was throwing in a lot of serve and volley, um, maybe just trying to throw him off, maybe just trying to get out of there. I don't know. But um, yeah, Poprin played really well. So I thought that was good. And this one did come with a pretty funny trophy countdown sequence um, or like the aware, the award ceremony itself. Um, they tried to do some interaction with the fans there. And it was really cool to have the fans. I think the tournament looked like it went quite well. But they did this this countdown back and forth, and you really can't hear the crowd at all. So it ends up just being the announcer kind of talking to himself, and then everything explodes in the background, and this really loud song comes on. So we'll have to put that in there. It was pretty funny. Trophy hoist. Everyone in Singapore, here we go. One. Yes, a uh, nice resolve from Popper to stay in that final there. One more thing I will add about this tournament. Unfortunately, both of our picks pulled out of this tournament. I remember you picked Felix and I picked Casper Ruud to win this one. So <laughs> we might circle back around to that one as well. <laughs> we'll take, but neither of them even showed up. So didn't even give us I know, a fighting chance. I feel like that disqualifies it from Moldy Take of the Week, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to start putting some boundaries on that segment, and I think that would take <laughs> it out. There's plenty more to choose from. That is for sure. All right, so speak of the devil, we'll go ahead and get into the moldy take of the week here. Uh, we've got a few different nominations for the moldy take. We've got Ben's Schwartzman pick, which unfortunately was also my Schwartzman pick. So <laughs> <laughs> if that one wins, we might we might share the crown. My center pick is also up there because he bowed out in the first round, even though I was pretty high on him to win that tournament. And then <laughs> we've got the what was I thinking segment from the last podcast in Ben's inability to know the song, possibly my rendition of the song, or even that the song exists, period. So I don't know if I would have recognized it based on your rendition, but it definitely was a song and I really didn't think it was. So those are probably three separate <laughs> options there. Three separate options there. Okay, so we have six nominations here for the <laughs> Moldy Take of the Week. <laughs> and as far as I know, there were no ballots tallied beforehand like normal. Right, right. All right, so we have got a winner here. Unfortunately, we had no votes to tally, but between the two of us, <laughs> we have decided that by center pick, we'll take the moldy take of the week here. Uh, this one did not age well. He lost in the first round, as we had mentioned earlier. Man, I thought he would for sure go semifinals in this tournament. He was in pretty good form coming out of the Australian Open. Fortunately, he lost early in that one, but to debatably a top 10 player. So it was not a bad loss by any means. And I thought he would carry that momentum into this tournament. But unfortunately, he, like many others, had succumbed to maybe a uh, game-altering injury. Not necessarily saying that's what made him lose, but uh, it didn't help his his chances here. So I will take the multi-take of the week with my center pick here. But we also have an honorable mention <laughs> in my rendition of what was I thinking. <laughs> You, you can Although, fight back on that one if you want. Yeah. Well, okay. This is off the top of my head. I do not listen to country music first off. So the fact that I was able to think about that, I'm going to give me credit for. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe just the fact that I know that song 
could be could be moldy in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll give that one the honorable mention here. Quick trivia question for you. <laughs> wow. That was cruel. Do you <laughs> that was cruel. I'm gonna turn this back on you. Do you know who sings this song? Oh jeez. <laughs> it's not um somebody named Kenny, is it? <laughs> then it's gotta it is be not Kenny. <laughs> Kenny G, the renowned saxophone player. <laughs> no, then it's got to be. Um... Hold on, can I phone a friend? Sure, sure. Samantha, do you know who sings that? What was I thinking? Song. She was once a country fan, so if she doesn't know that I'm really in trouble. It's got to be by Little Texas, right? It's Little Texas. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Texas. I know it's not Little Texas. That's just the only only other country act I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it is not Little Texas. Um, unfortunately, I was hoping you would know this one in Dirks Bentley, because then I was going to give that the moldy take of the week. But you did not Dirks. know it, so you passed. You passed the test on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dirks at Bentley, I definitely would not have gotten. Yeah, I never would have gotten it either. I just what was he I typed in the the lyrics on the. Uh, on the YouTubes and found that. But anyway, yeah, what was he thinking? Hey, you might be onto something with that inherently moldy thing, but no, <laughs> I, th- I think there's a, a the center injury definitely softens the blow with the, the legitimate moldy take award there. Um, it was pretty strange that he took the timeout during the tiebreaker itself. That doesn't happen very often. So hopefully right. it's nothing too serious. I mean, yeah, who, who knows how that could have affected the rest of it had he made it through that match. But, um, yeah, I hope to see him back in the upcoming tournaments yeah. in better health for sure. 100% agree. I'm not, I don't, I don't like, you know, use injury as an excuse, but the fact that he did take it in the last set tie break does make me think it was potentially a, a legitimate injury. And so uh, we, we definitely hope he, he comes back soon and in good form. Alrighty. That'll take us out of moldy take of the week where Evans now got Two to my one victory, or you know, not victory in that regard. And I think it's a good transition here to the Rotterdam Bracket Challenge, which we have coming up this week because some of my picks here will most likely nominate myself already for next week's award. <laughs> so we're going to try something out with the Bracket Challenge this week. As far as I know, it's it's just the same contestants as before. So the three of us, three of us being you and me and uh, Samantha again. So that's that doesn't bode well for us based on the last week. I should uh, I should get Hannah in here. Yeah, that's so true. that can help us out in the future. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how much she follows tennis. Um, she'll probably be right up there with Samantha. So <laughs> I know she follows about as much as I tell her. That's gonna bump a podium spot though, so it's gonna be me or you in fourth. That is true. No. That is true. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. I take it back. No, no. We we need to keep growing this thing. So we are we are dealing with the uh, classic Excel spreadsheet. It's been updated with some automatic calculations, and the rules are the same as always. So since Rotterdam's just a shorter tournament, we've got round of 32 all the way through to the final, starting with one point per each win that you get, up to five points. And the championship bonus this week is five points. So with that, um, we're going to try something out here where we 
take a look at each other's bracket predictions and just give some some quick feedback on what we see there. So, Evan, why don't you go ahead and break out my bracket and um, see what you think about it? Okay, I just opened it up here. I got it in front of me, and it is quite the bracket. (laughs) Just from a quick glance, I will say that you're either going to do terribly or you're going to have the most incredible bracket of all time. (laughs) Uh, We'll go through it from uh, the early rounds to the later ones and save your your finalists for the end here, but... uh, Looking at the first round matchup, you've got Medvedev, solid choice there, against Lajevich. Chorich against, here we go, v- Vandy Schindlerpump. <laughs> <laughs> the wild card. Uh, yeah, Chorich there. I, I agree with that. Demon versus John Millman. You're not going to go with Vandy Schindlerpump? V- Vandy Schindlerpump, no. <laughs> Although he, ha- he has had some decent results lately, so... It would not be out of the realm of possibility for him to take down a streaky player like Chorich. But I do agree, Chorich is obviously the favorite here. Uh, Demon over Millman, yes. Felix Ajay Aliasim over Nishikori. This one is an interesting matchup. I think could potentially go either way. You picked Felix. Uh, I like that pick. Next, we have Zverev over Bublik. Um, Solid choice there. Tommy Paul over Lorenzo Sanego. I think this is a little bit of an upset pick here for you so um you'll be reading my bracket but i think i went the other way on that one we've got riley opelka coming through in this matchup fortunately i do not know who the qualifier is here um (laughs) (laughs) so just put qualifier all the way through blank 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think um yeah (laughs) that would be that would be incredible I think on my bracket it has who's in there, so maybe you can tell our listeners who's playing Opelka, but I'm sure Perfect. I have Opelka winning. Actually, I don't I don't remember who I picked there. <laughs> Next one, we have Davidach Falkina against RBA. You picked RBA. Uh, I do actually like uh, Falkina. He's, he's a good young player, but he kind of like did some weird dive towards the end of his match in... I forget what tournament he was. I watched the highlight though, and he like kind of tweaked his arm. So I'm yeah, not sure. He is theatrical guy. Yeah, he he went he completely um, laid out for it. So I'm not sure what form he's in. So I think that's a solid pick in RBA, even though he could potentially have some tired legs playing in the final just earlier today. Goffin over Struff. That will be a very good first round match. Again, you have Goffin there. Umber. You have over yet again a qualifier, <laughs> <laughs> but Umber has been giving some good results. Uh, like you said, he made it to the quarters of the Montpellier tournament, so good for him. I agree. Murray over Haas would love to see Murray win this game. Really, really hope he can continue to get back into form. Rublev over a qualifier, obviously. Stan Wawrinka versus Kachanov, huge first round match here. Um, to me, this one is a bit of a coin flip. You've got Vavrinka here. I've got I've got Vavrinka there for sure. <laughs> Definitely possible. Yeah. So, so we'll see how that one pans out. Vasilashvili um, <laughs> against over qualifier. Uh, gutsy pick. He's not been playing well the last year and a half. <laughs> but um, you've got him there. Her catch over Manorino. I think that one will be a very tight match. And then. Sitsipas over Garasimov, which you have Sitsipas here. Obviously, he's the favorite, but 
Gerasimov is, is, has been playing pretty well too. So he has been actually very well. Yeah, I thought about that one a little bit. Yeah, it could be in the realm of an upset there. So you have Steph. I don't know if you want to take my first round matchups next. Sure. Let's have a look here. Let me open right. this up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, or are we, how dif- different are we? Uh, there's some... Yeah, let's see. Let me just jump through it. So you've, you've also got Medvedev. You've got Chorich. So we're mm-hmm. similar there. Mm-hmm. Demon and Felix Ojeali seem same thing. You have Zverev, mm-hmm. but you picked Bublik, and I see you crossed that out. So... Yes. It's like you had some contemplation there about that one, which I don't blame you. I also thought about that one, especially with Bublik playing late in the week, transitioning right over, but playing really well in France. That was I mean, the tipper. Yeah, yep. that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I see I see. you did not pick Tommy Paul over Sonego. Um, I, do th- I do think Sonego probably has the upper hand there. There's something interesting in the head-to-head I think I saw on that one. So I'm wondering this, what happens there. Tommy Paul's also pretty good on indoor hard courts, so... Let's see. Oh, man. Oh, you took out Riley Opelka, too. And Fuchovic is also playing really good. He had a strong Mm -hmm. run at the Australian Open. I really like Riley Opelka on indoor hard courts, though, with that serve. So I'm hoping he makes it a little further. But, yeah, that's that's probably a good pick. Bautista Gut, yep, same thing. You put Struff over Goffin. So that's got to be a call of Goffin being tired coming off this win. Um Exactly. And Struve picking up his game, I think, because he has been a little bit off as of late, but he's totally capable of winning that match. Humbert, who's playing Chardy, now no longer just qualifier, but now Chardy, which actually <laughs> was the same, I think, for Opelka in qualifier, was it not? Ah, oh, dang it. Yeah. Oh, boy. I should have filled this out later. But um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I think Humbert will still win that. I agree. Murray, same way. Hope he gets through that match. R- Rublev. Yeah, you've definitely got Rublev winning that one. Um, <laughs> and you picked Karn Hachinov over Stan. So that, I think that one is a coin flip, like you said. I, they have really even head-to-head, too, especially on this surface in this scenario. So I'm mm. I'm really curious to see about that one. Oh, my goodness. And the qualifier ended up being Cameron Nori, who I totally would have yeah. picked over Basilashvili. That was a mistake. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you live and learn. <laughs> Herkoc over Manorino agreed. Although I did think about that one a little bit. Um, and since it passes through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see. So our big differences are you, yeah, you are not trusting the Americans on this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and then the big flips are, I think the Struf and the Hachinov one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. A um, couple of points. I will say really quickly. I, you pegged it on the golf and I thought maybe he's a little bit older, so maybe he'll have some tired legs. Struff not in the best form, so that is a tough one. But I, I ultimately went with Struff because he does have the game to beat Goff in, in that situation. And then um, catching off Favorinka, I went back and forth on that one for quite a while because I think whoever wins that match has a good shot to go maybe one, maybe two more rounds. So that one was a really difficult one because I thought that would be not just points off that match, but potentially points in the future. And then Bublik over Zverev. I just wanted that one to be an upset for whatever reason, but I remember back to Zverev making the Paris final, beating you know quality players like Nadal in the way, and he seems to do well on those indoor hard courts. He's got a really big first serve. So if his first serve is hitting, then yes, I do like Zverev in that one, and that's why I ultimately 
went with him there. And then Fuchovic over Opelka. You're right. Opelka's got the huge serve that's going to pop indoors. I just really like Fuchovic. I think he's a really gritty, strong player. I think maybe he could potentially pull off a couple of tiebreak wins. Yeah, I think that'll be the tiebreaks for sure. I'm hoping that Opelka will, since it's two out of three, he'll have the upper hand there. I think in three of five for sure, then you'd have some issues, but that'll be interesting to see. So let's switch back. How about you just finish out um, what I've got picked there and let's see where we line up now that we've both played our cards here. All right. So yes, we'll go through the rest of the tournament here because we're starting to get into the later rounds. Medvedev against Chorich you have here. Medvedev moving on. I think that is a very reasonable pick. You've got Felix over Dimonura. Uh, again, reasonable pick. I don't remember what I picked here, but that is going to be a very, very good I, match. I, I flip flopped on that one a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have picked Demon here, but I, you're going to tell us here in a second. But that'll be a really fun one to watch. You have Paul over Zverev, <laughs> which is a, <laughs> a huge um, upset in my mind. And then. Moving right along, you have Riley Opelka over RBA. So you're setting up the All-American quarterfinal here. USA, baby. Giving them way more credit uh, <laughs> than I am. <laughs> so I, in some ways, I do hope you're right. Uh, for Team America, at least, that'll be, <laughs> that would be, if you peg that, props to you. Well done. Moving along, we've got uh, Umber over Goffin. I think that's a pretty reasonable pick there you've got rublev over murray again reasonable pick uh Wawrinka over Basilashvili. if it makes it to those two i definitely like that i should have picked qualifier and you've got man. <laughs> cam nori to make it through i'm pretty there. sure samantha picked qualifier on that one goodness <laughs> if she yep. did and she, she we did it at the same time she didn't even know when she picked qualifier i think oh <laughs> cramity um and then you've got steph Sitsipas over her catch again pretty reasonable so i like i like your picks in this round other than the paul and opelka those are some bold picks so that'll be fun to watch if those pan out into the next round you've got medvedev over felix again he super solid coming into this tournament super solid on the indoor hard courts definitely um a reasonable pick here then you've got opelka over paul (laughs) <laughs> Should these two behemoths match up? I definitely guys. like Opelka to win Biggest that one. Guys in the tournament right yep. there. Definitely like Opelka in that one. Rublev over Umber. That could be a really fun one to watch, but I would agree with that assessment. And then you've got Wawrinka over Stefanos. Um, <laughs> they've had some battles in the they past. Have. Thinking about the French Open a couple years ago. Went to that. Uh, insane five they've had a few five setters haven't they they have yeah so um a lot of tiebreakers you know i a lot of tiebreakers i think yes like you said i picked hatching off to beat vavrinka but if vavrinka does win that match i really do hope we see this match up here because anytime you get to see vavrinka and sisipas play against each other it is a fun one so not not crazy to pick vavrinka there seeing as he's he's won a few of those close ones then you've got (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> looking ahead here <laughs> you have got the big man riley opelga over medvedev in the semifinals. Guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your guy that would be incredible <laughs> so now we're getting into the picks where... that would be incredible <laughs> <laughs> i would call you a uh tennis nostradamus if you end up 
getting some of these correct. Gonna but be so, you've got oh, so moldy. This is not good. <laughs> so moldy. I can smell the mold from here. Because it's good. Listen to that country um, music. <laughs> I think we should have Dirk Bentley play as our moldy pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> intro slash outro. What was I thinking? Do it again. We're gonna have we're, <laughs> we're gonna have the feds coming us. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. For copyright infringement <laughs> on that one, but anywho, you've got Opelka here against Medvedev. Yeah, I don't I don't have much to say about this other than that would be the pick of the century. And then you've got again another Russian going down in the semifinals in Rublev against Vavrinka. So, um, man, if Vavrinka can channel some of the energy he had a few years ago, then yeah, definitely he could win that match. And then you've got Opelka and Vavrinka in the final here, which would be, <laughs> if you're looking at this whole tournament draw here, which is completely stacked, it would be incredible to see both of those men in the final. And then you've got Vavrinka winning it all to take home the crown here in Rotterdam. That is a long shot, ain't it? It is a mm. bit of a long shot, but man, we'll have to do some kind of a um, antithesis to the Moldy Take of the Week segment if <laughs> you get maybe this Vavrinka champion or even an Opelka mm. final. <laughs> yeah, I, here's, I would want a extended championship bonus and some kind of immunity from Moldy Take of the Week award <laughs> if that came out on top. <laughs> You could get some immunity or you could uh, remove one of your moldy pick of the weeks Ooh, from your that's record. A good idea. Yeah, get like a health pack or something. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the upsets I've gotten here are, I also think, a little bit far stretched. I will say this. Every pick I made is based on a matchup which has at least one convincing win on indoor hard courts against the other player. And that goes into all the big matches. Particularly, if Opelka did make it this far, he beat Medvedev in Russia indoor hardcourt just last year in three, when Medvedev was really? in not, maybe not equal form, but pretty good form and was the top seed there too. And Stan, he won this in 2015, so it's been a while, but he made the final, I think, last year or in 2019, and he's lost to Monfils both times that he's bowed out in the later rounds of this tournament, and Monfils is not playing this time. So I'm wondering True. if he'll be able to roll with that, but I don't know. He's another year older, so let's see. These are pretty far out there. There's, I mean, there's every chance in the world that Rublev would take out Stan eventually. There's every chance in the world that Hachinov actually just beats him in the first round. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see how this one plays out. Maybe I'll take a peek at uh, the rest of your bracket here. Sounds good. All right, so Medvedev, of course, makes sense. You did pick Damon Auer going over mm. OJ Aliasim, and that's a tricky one because I think if I remember, I think their head-to-head only has like a challenger match in it. So there's not much to go off of. And I flip-flopped okay. on that one a lot. So I'm also not sure. And I think that could be a good pick. I like Felix on indoor hardcore, but Demonar is also very good in that scenario. That one is a toss-up, I think. Zverev over Sinego. Not Tommy Paul, but Zverev, I do think, would win that <laughs> match. <laughs> um, he, yeah, assuming he's in form. He's, he is playing really well on the indoor hard courts. He had the two titles in Cologne last year, the back-to-backs, I think. So that's looking good. And then, oh, man, you bought into Fuchovic, too. You got him over Riley Opelka, and you got him taking out Bautista Agut. So I, <laughs> here comes the mold. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone from qualifier to third rounder in this one. So I do think that's possible. Let's see. 
Humbert over Struff in that matchup. I think I would also see it that way. Rublev over Murray. Same thing for me. Don't see that one playing out differently. Then you got Hachinov taking out Nori. I think that would happen if Karn was in that scenario. And then Tsitsipas coming through as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then looking towards the last two rounds, this, this starts to get a little bit interesting. So you've got Medvedev and Zverev, which makes sense. And at that point, that's Medvedev taking out Damon Auer. That's Zverev taking out Fucevic. Okay, seeds. I think it's pretty safe. Then you got Rublev taking out Humbert. I also think that would happen. They had a good final last year, or I think they had a, it was a, maybe a semifinal in Hamburg or something like that that Rublev did win, and they got. I I, I think he would win that in any case. Sits a pass over Hachinov. I think he has a pretty good head to head on him too in that scenario. Then Zverev taking out Medvedev. That's a pretty interesting call. So you've got him. What do you see? I mean, do you think it'll be close? Do you think Zverev just in really good form and he'll make it through there? I think it will be close. The reason I picked this, and I think this is kind of counterintuitive to what most people would think happens here, but as we saw Medvedev won against Zverev in the final of Paris last year. But I again, I really like Zverev's... <laughs> People are going to jump on me for this, but I like Zverev's first serve. Not his second, but I like his first serve. Let's clarify that. <laughs> um, I think if that's hitting on that day, and then also he can really move the ball with his backhand in a quick court like this, I think he could potentially uh, take out the legs from Medvedev. I don't think this is going to be... I don't think Zverev is the favorite in this match, but I'm just taking a chance here on him to beat Medvedev because my gut, for whatever reason, my gut is telling me Medvedev will not win this tournament. And so I think if he's going to lose, I think it might be earlier. And I think somebody who has the potential to do that would be Zverev. He has a little, Medvedev has a little bit riding on this tournament because he can actually take over the number two spot from Nadal. Mm -hmm. If he, I think if he makes it to the final, so he's going to have a little bit of weight on his shoulders there. We've seen him deal pretty well with the pressure in these types of situations. However, we did see him kind of collapse in the Australian Open final mentally. Um, so if he can get his form back after that final, then then yes, I think he's the favorite. But if not, then I do like Zverev in this situation. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I also have him bowing out to the likes of Riley Opelka, albeit, but uh, <laughs> I I think he does have a tendency in these shorter best of threes, smaller tournaments to have mental lapses more often too. He That Agreed. does happen. So I think it's fully possible. The interesting thing will be to see where it ends up. And then countering these guys, you've got Rublev and Tsitsipas, and there Rublev with the win, um, which I think in his full-on firepower mode is, yeah, could totally happen. That'll be a close match no matter what, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, then then following your um, your second half of the draw, Rublev picks, you've got him just winning the entire <laughs> tournament. So then yes. you just pick him to beat Zverev, even with his good first serve, and, and just to win the entire tournament flat out. <laughs> Team Rublev is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he let me down. Just a touch in the Australian Open, but I am not giving up on him yet. I think Rublev is the 500-level king, and he's going to continue that dominance we saw from him last year in these 500 tournaments, and he's going to take it uh, in the final here against Zverev. You know, that'll be very interesting to see. Our draws are quite different, I would say. 
especially in that out of that first round, we've got a lot of different picks. So this is going to be quite entertaining either way. For sure. I think you might have taken more chances than me on this tournament. I played it a little bit safe getting one, two, three, four in the semifinals. But I did try to make it a little bit interesting having one and two bow out in the semifinals to uh, three and four. So, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. But um, I almost feel like I'm more of a fan of your bracket because that would be way more interesting to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's going to be pretty crazy to see what happens. If we give just a couple brief words to Sam's bracket, um, her highlights against us would basically be she does have Tommy Paul and Opelka coming through. Her final four are the same as yours. Um, and in the end, she puts Sitsipas through as the champion. But her picks are they, they definitely resemble yours more than mine. And like I said, she picked Qualifier to beat Basilashvili. So that's going to be pretty interesting. She did stick with her favorite Stan. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I uh, just pulled it up here and we actually have very similar brackets, even down to the first round. I you see too. her picking yeah. people like Struff over Goffin. I have that. Murray coming through there. Qualify, or who would be Cam Nori uh, beating Basilashvile in there. Uh, she picked Manorino, so that's different. But then um, she's also got Zverev over Medvedev in the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very similar bracket. It'll be interesting to see who gets those one and twos over each other. If my first and second round picks are not 100% accurate, then I have most certainly taken Moly Take of the Week by next week. <laughs> well, that's good because uh, <laughs> I have now taken the head, head-to-head lead in the Moly Take of the Week. So uh, this is a good chance for me to get back on even ground. Definitely. Okay, so those are our picks for the Rotterdam Bracket. With that, we are going to head out for today. That is our show. Be sure to join us next week where we are going to preview Doha, where we have the King, Roger Federer, returning back to the tennis tour after probably a year now. So it'll be really fun to watch him back in action. We'll go ahead and go back over our Rotterdam picks and see who is taking home the moldy take of the week. And then maybe we'll have some other fun surprises for you in store next week as well. So thank you again for joining us here on the Changeover Podcast. I'm Evan, along with my co-host Ben, and we hope you have a great rest of the day. Yes, looking forward to mold immunity. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Deuces.